0: Hey, welcome everybody to the Coach Bono's Podcast on the Studio Soapbox Network. I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. We're recorded live at the undisclosed location of the O'Connor Advisory Group Studios. Check out all things O'Connor Advisory Group at OAGKS.com. And hey, you can interact with the show on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, our handle is at Coach Knows Show. You can check out the Facebook page, Coach Bow Knows. Just search for Coach Bono's Knows Show. You'll find us there. And you can always email us. At Coach, uh, Coach Bono's show at gmail.com. So reach out to us, give us some info, you know, help us out. We love hearing feedback. We've been getting some great feedback this past week. Uh, this is going to be episode 8.5. I'm going to come in here in a little bit. we got got uh, Uncle Rico going to join us. He and I are going to talk a little football. We're going to talk a little college football, a little NFL. Uh, talk about how my Boston Red Sox are just completely blowing it now in the ALCS and uh, kind of what's moving forward from there. I'll talk a little bit about that. Before we get too far into that, I wanted to uh, kind of just quickly jump in here. This has been a big week for Studio Soapbox Network. We've launched our uh, new weekday lineup. You've got me on Monday doing the Coach Bono's podcast. Over here Fridays the one you're listening to right now, the .5 pod. And uh, so I'm kind of the bookends here. Tuesday, we just debuted our new show, Raw Tools, with former uh, Tulsa sports linker Luke Snobbaugh. Really funny guy, really good stuff. Uh, he's a great guy. I got a chance to chat with him, and I'll be on that show in a couple of weeks, hopefully. And he's hopefully come on here as well. So we're gonna, we're really excited for that. On Wednesdays, uh, we got the Let's Go Racing with NASCAR driver David Starr podcast. Uh, lots of insight, lots of cool stuff, all NASCAR related. I think you might enjoy that. If you're a NASCAR fan, definitely jump in there. And then, of course, the godfather of the uh, Studio Soapbox Network, Tyler Jones, uh, he and Thomas Bridges on Thursdays with the Jones Report. You can check out all the shows available now, Apple, Spot, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts. We always, all of us really appreciate any of your, uh, your listens, your downloads, your ratings, reviews. Give us all five stars. If you have four stars, we're inclined to believe you're a hater on that. And we'll still a little bit of money on that one. Hey, but uh, we're going to come right back here in a minute. Uh, Uncle Rico and I are going to talk a little football, so uh, hang tight, and here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back here. Just as promised, here to talk all things football, college football, NFL, our fantasy football league. Back from, a Port- from, back from Puerto Rico, visiting some family. Grandma turned 100. Congratulations. And back with us, Uncle Rico. Uncle Rico, what's, what's happening, Captain?
1: Oh, I, I am I am happy to be back. We had I got you on the first one. I'm here to do little mid-season, you know, catch up in the early part, and
0: we'll see what happens. All right, man. Hey, we're gonna do, I'm gonna give you just one quick little uh something something. On last week's show, Token Girl <laughs> Ellen Winginger was on. She was on with me for two hours, but we were talking. We were rambling. Folks, I promise we won't do that again. I love Ellen to death, but we have went a little too long. That was the feedback I got from folks. We won't be ever go that long again. I'm not going to promise that.
1: But you I'll shouldn't. try not
0: to ever do that again.
1: <laughs> you really so, shouldn't.
0: I'm not going to play the clip because I'm not going to go back and find it. But uh, Ellen was quite pleased with herself going into our recording last week, having just <laughs> won her first fantasy game of the season. And she was particularly pleased that she beat you for it because at the time, you were an undefeated 4-0. Do you care to respond? Uh,
1: last I checked, uh, only Arizona is undefeated?
0: Yeah. yeah. In the NFL. Yeah, yeah, in the NFL, only Arizona is undefeated. And, uh, in the fantasy football league, only one team has one loss in our league, and that's uh, Mike McHugh i will be hanging out with this weekend in chicago. um
1: yeah.
0: he'll be he's 5 and 1 right now. got a little bit of a cluster after that. Uncle Rico, myself, Paul Hayward, we're all 4 and 2. Uncle well, Rico, you taken two hits to the to the face here. I mean, first Ellen got you and then got sniped this past week too. I, I just I, fair. Gonna... I
1: yeah, I'm upset at the bills. I'm I'm sure I'm not the only one. Oh yeah. But when you lose by less than a point, just all they needed to do was go into overtime yeah uh, and 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 it would have been a nice you know squeaked out a win there yeah. got to be upset with the Bills. so you right saying now. you would have been
0: be upset you would have kicked the field goal at the end of that buffalo game <laughs> if in fairness i
1: would I, I may not have kicked the field goal but i would not have done a QB sneak it's not well, that i don't mind them going for it but i don't like the play call
0: either yeah well, I, I was watching it live and I was like, well, this is interesting and they're gonna go for it. And yeah. I'm uh, I, I'm they're not gonna get I'm not gonna beat them up too bad. You know, I had them in my NFL rankings, I had them number one going in last week. They will not be number one this week, but uh <laughs> that was not a uh, a good one. So I you know, I thought it was fair to let you respond. You know, you know, Ellen was on here talking with trash, you know, to your, to her credit now, she whooped she beat you. It's you she we're a passive speak. So it wasn't like she started a streak of her own here. If she wants to hang her hat
1: on this one win for her whole season, that's fine. I get that. Hey,
0: it might be Ellen's only win all season. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is week six. We are, you know, moving forward
1: into week seven. We got still a lot, you know, ten more weeks of regular season to go. We'll see what happens here. I'm. Not particularly worried, you know. If, if the token girl needs a token win, it's all
0: good, it's all good. It's all, good. all right, well, I, you know, again, I had to, in, in the interest of fairness, I had to bring that up. So, hey, <laughs> um, you have been my best friend for the better part of 25 years, maybe even longer. I think for I'm, man, I'm gonna need you or or you're
1: close to 30.
0: I need a shoulder to cry on the day. Oh, all right, you know, I'm a lifelong Boston Red Sox fan.
1: Yep, yep.
0: Monday, I was, man, I was happy, man. The Red Sox were up two games to one, looked good. One, two big blowout games. After going back to Boston on Monday, when that big game three, I was like, all right, this is looking good. I was talking to Jen, talking to the wife. I said, hey, if your Braves and my Red Sox pull this off, we're going to go to the World Series. And she's all about <laughs> it, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh, mm, yep, uh-huh. She's looking I have no health. doubt. I was going to buy tickets, but she was gonna get the hotel. I'm, you know, as you know, I'm gonna be in Chicago this weekend. I was just gonna fly home. Instead of flying home, I was just gonna to go to Boston for game one, which would be on Tuesday, for the World Series. Well, since then, the Red Sox laid a big goddamn egg. They've gotten blown out in two games in a row. They lost yesterday as we record this on Wednesday. So the Red mm-hmm. Sox game today has already ended. Uh, they lost 9-2, I think it was today, maybe 9-1, um, and lost 9-3 yesterday, giving up nine runs in the ninth. Yeah, you're Yeah, right.
1: yeah, yeah. And
0: that. So I went from a team up two games to one, thinking, oh, man, we got this. We'll win one of these next two in Boston. We'll take one out of the two down there in Houston. I'm going to World Series. Now the series goes back to Houston. Three games to two for the Astros. And the Red Sox have got to win both games. I need Jen might still want to go. go.
1: Braves are up five-nothing right now.
0: The Braves, as we're talking, we did this last week with Ellen and I were on. The Braves are <laughs> currently beating the Dodgers five-nothing in the fifth. Uh they are up two games to one to win both games in Atlanta. And then losing game three in LA. If they get up three games to one, it's going to be hard to come back for the Dodgers, even though I think the Dodgers are a better, much better team. The yeah. Braves just flat out outplayed them. And we're uh, doing it again tonight, um, getting into that bullpen early. But uh, team, I think Jen's team might hold up her end of the bargain, and then all of a sudden my team can't. I just, I just needed the shoulder to cry on. The Red Sox are I, I, breaking my heart.
1: I, 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 I am there for – no, I'm not with you, but I'm there for you. Because you know I don't follow baseball. I know really? you're a live, lifelong – there are two teams I know never to call you if they're on TV. It's the Red Sox and LSU. That's true. I don't take phone calls during yeah. the game. Yeah. And you will take my phone call during a Saints game, but you will generally yeah. avoid the phone. Yeah, but I
0: generally will be like, hey, man, I'm going to call you back during a commercial.
1: Yeah, yeah. You'll take it, but you'll want to get off the phone as quick as humanly can. Yeah, but just, an LSU game and a Red Sox game, you are not – there is no existence to both. Yeah,
0: I'm I mean, going to send you the voicemail, send you a text saying, you know what game is on. Uh-huh. I've done that to many people before. So, yeah, I um, – well, as I say that, I'm getting a call. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, I want to talk a little bit about LSU just for a second here. Yeah. Joe on. took a buyout. He's leaving. They settle it up. They settle it up. Seventeen million bucks. Coach O'Gron is going to get say goodbye. He he gets to finish the season, and LSU is going to move on. Now USC's job is currently open. LSU's job is currently open. Is the LSU job the best job open? Which one would you would have? have? If you were going to coach one or the other, would you coach USC or LSU? If I had to
1: choose, I would probably pick LSU. And I'll, and here's my thinking on this. Because I know the SEC. I know your love for the SEC and the LSU program. And I, I have to think to myself right now that LSU is not really happy with the state of their ranking, you know, in the in the SEC in general. They're, they've lost a little luster in the last couple of years. And I think that a, the incoming coach will have – some standards to meet but also have a little bit of freedom to kind of flex themselves into the position so that they can basically make the you know re- revitalize the program a little bit from where they are right now yeah you know i i remember lsu being you know it basically every year you know championship contender yeah they're kind of on the outskirts of that right they're on the fringe of that they're not yeah. like where alabama is where they're in the dead center of that conversation. Any team that wants to win a national championship in college football, NISCO, is going to have to contend with Alabama, period. Yeah, feel- LSU was
0: that team not that long ago. Yeah, I mean, they won a title two years ago. But Ed Ozeron, he's 500 cents. He's 8 yeah. Yeah. Um, and 8 cents. Nevada- and
1: an 8 and 8 team for LSU is not exactly a standard. That's, no, that's it, a step I'll, down.
0: I'll say this. I'm a big LSU guy, obviously. Um I don't think they're going to get as good a coach as USC is. I think USC is going to get a better coach when it's all said and done. I think people are going to use the, U- the LSU job to get um, either contract extensions or raises or something like that. Oh, sure, sure. All the other coaches are going to line up to do in this deal. They're all going to take the interview, and then their agent's going to call that their current employer and be like, "Hey, you know, slap him up a couple of million dollars, let's go." And that's what they'll do. Yeah. Um, but I think it's you know, as an LSU guy, we, we've got unrealistic expectations right now. We, we, we think we're Alabama, we're not,
1: yeah. That's and that's where, and that's kind of where I mean it. There's got to be a little bit of a kind of a look yeah. inward and be like, okay, we need to change some things, yeah. And a new coach is a step in the right direction. What that coach does will be important right off the bat, not in the first six months, not in the first month, right off the bat, setting the tone. Setting the, you know, the, the, yeah. the concept and the expectations right up front and then being able to deliver. Because it's a slippery slope. You start to look at a new coach. You, know, you could go one way or the other. Okay. So I think personally for me, I find the LSU job a little bit of attractive because I feel as a new coach coming in, you're
0: going to be able to impose your will a little bit. Okay. All right. All right. Hey, next thing I wanted to ask you about, I know, and I know you're more NFL than college football. I'm going to ask one more college football thing and then we'll jump in here. Washington State coach Nick Rolovich. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's talk about that. This is going to get a little bit tricky, folks. So um, I, I'm, I'm going to come out and say it. So if you don't know the story, Coach Nick Rolovich was terminated for cause at Washington State University this week after not getting the COVID vaccination, the, uh, university of Washington and Washington state is, has all employees. The mandate must get vaccinated in the athletic department. has decided since he wasn't going to get a, um, COVID vaccination, they just said, you're about to paint completely. And he's fired, fired with cause. So no negotiation. Mm-hmm. No, you get a buyout. Nope. See you later. Fuck you. What are your thoughts?
1: I'm going to go right back to the very, for the very first one, the 1.5. Mm-hmm. We had this conversation about the NFL mm-hmm. and the idea of forfeiting a game. Okay. Now we're a few weeks into, uh, into the NFL. It's, you know, it's shown itself a little bit mm-hmm. with like a Cam Newton. There's an edge to that. Yeah. But now you're looking at the NBA. Mm-hmm. Look at the Nets yeah. and where they're you know, well, so if you, go, if you go to Washington State and you're telling me that they're getting fired because they're not going to – him and four assistants are all gone. Four assistants, yeah. Because they're not vaccinated. Mm-hmm. This is a real thing. This was always – you know, we, we were talking about the, the NFL forfeiting games. The repercussions for this are going to continue in all sports at all levels. This is not surprising, and I'm not against it either. And it's not me being pro-vax, pro-mask, any of that crap. No, no, no. There is a simple understanding you have to have that not only in a position like that are you subject to the rules, you also set a standard. Yeah. And that's a big deal right there, especially to a college level, especially with the new variants and and all of that going to younger, younger populations and trying to get that taken care of. So it's not just you didn't follow the rules. You follow rules and set a bad example at a major university. Yep. This is not acceptable.
0: Yeah. And I think, especially in the university setting, you know, you you brought up Kyrie Irving for a minute. I'm gonna jump over there because two weeks ago when I was just doing coach when Coach Bose rants, I went in on Kyrie Irving and I went in hard on Kyrie Irving. Um, mm-hmm. and here's where I came. Tell me if you think I'm wrong. Kyrie Irving has every right as Coach Rolovich does, and anybody else, to not get the, the the vaccine. You have every right to not do that. What you don't have is the right to not have um, to not have consequences of that of that behavior. Now, if you stand up and say, "I believe that this is being you know whatever political reasons or whatever it is," and most of these are political reasons for, for most people not doing this. Um, you know, just ignorant political reasons. If you frankly ask me, yeah, Agreed. I said. Um, I agree, 100%. but, um, you know, I think again, you, you play stupid games, you get stupid prizes in Kyrie Irving's case. I really took offense to it and I take just as much offense to coach case. just as much offense. He did stand by it. He said, Hey, I'm not going to do this. You fire me. That's fine. So he's going to let him fire him. Well, he's like, Oh, let him. They are going. They did fire him. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Here's what I didn't respect on Kyrie Irving was that Kyrie Irving was trying to push for a I'll play half the games, the ones in the cities where they don't require me to be vaccinated, but I won't play in New York, you know, in Brooklyn. I won't play in New York. I won't play in San Francisco, those places where they do require it,
1: mm-hmm. which
0: ended up being 45 of his 82 games. Um, now, my, my again, my problem with it is not the idea or the stance of he's against the vaccination. You have the right to do what you want to do. I just don't like being half in and half out. And I gave the opinion like this We go back to the 1960s, late 1960s. Muhammad Mm -hmm. Ali would not, he refused to be inducted into the the United States Army for political reasons and was not going to serve in Vietnam. He was stripped of his heavyweight title. And for five years, he fought in court. And eventually was overturned, and he was he did not, he was not able to fight. He was he was banished. It was he was his license was taken away. He could not fight. At least he stood for the principle. I can at least respect that the coach in this case stood by his principle. Now, I'll respect him standing by his principle. If he just shuts his mouth and says, "Hey," or if he says. I'm against this, and I'm against the state for doing this. Fine. The the issue I had with Kyrie Irving is the half-in, half-out thing. I was really happy that the Nets stood up to him and said, no, you can't do this half-in, half-out shit. My thing is that if you're going to be an anti-vaxxer or whatever that may be, or stand for something politically like this, or stand for something in this way, don't go half-in. Go all-in. So, I can respect oh, yeah. the man that's fired for it. I can't respect the man that just quits and says, or doesn't go all in. If Kyrie Irving had said, Hey, I'm not going to play in any of these games until this is done, until this rule is overturned, I would have respected that because it's taking a stand for what he believes and going all the way with it. And and I really had an issue with that. So you brought the Kyrie Irving thing. That's where I don't think they're similar. Yeah. I, I mean I, they're
1: not similar, they're just in the same, you they, know, they're they're, they are in the, same, they're, they're the same
0: ignorance level, if you ask me. But yeah. at least one was willing to say, hey, I'm in, I'm all in on this. Yeah. I don't agree with him, but it is what yeah. it is.
1: I can respect someone without having to agree with them. The Kyrie situation yeah. is a I don't agree, and I don't respect you're full of it. I, I that's yeah. That's the that is that is the, the the simplest answer. And you've we've seen enough commentary on this to understand and, and you know what he's tweeted out, what he said to the media. And quite frankly, I don't believe anything that he's saying right now. I don't okay. believe where he stands on from, where I, he claims to stand from. Okay, right now. So I, I don't buy any of it. His,
0: I watched his his Instagram live thing he did. I was gonna see the video later. And I still don't know what he said. And I watched every second of it. I'm like, I mean, I, I the great um, the great verbiage I heard a great quote about this was Howard Bryant the athletic said it Kyrie Irving is a um, oh how do he put it gosh not something in my mind he is um, uh, he's a protester without a cause something along those lines I, I can't give it to just you but it was yeah, uh, yeah. it makes it sense was, yeah, it was along those lines he, he's it's just he wants to be. The face of something like this, but he he's not at the same time. I don't think he's he's not all in. He's not down with the cause, if you
1: will. Well, I'm not sure the cause would want him as a face of this. Well, this is this is I embarrassing.
0: Think, I don't think that there is a you know central cause to this. Well, there's one. I mean, there's a big orange blob, but yeah, nevertheless, yeah. But I think that I mean again, I understand where some people are coming from on this. I don't agree with it, but. Yeah, I like the the people who say, "Well, uh, I got to do my own research." I just ask, "When do clinical trials start?" <laughs> I,
1: I love the idea. I, you know, there's nothing more bullshit than someone saying who's not a researcher, who's not you know trained for it. Saying I got to do my own research. Yeah, no, 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 no. There are professionals who have been doing this all their lives. Okay, you don't know anything about medicine. Yeah. You don't know anything about infectious diseases. You don't know anything about vaccinations. You don't know. Any... Stop telling me you need to do your own research. Okay, the research has been done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, the, that is the most bullshit excuse I've ever heard. You're sitting here lying to yourself about doing your. You're not doing any research. You're taking a stand. For whatever reason it is, whether it's religion or pol- politics or, or it's just straight up fear of not knowing or, or, or whatever you've, you know, yeah. gotten into your head. Yeah. The facts are already out there. Okay. This is done. Yeah. Don't tell me you're going to do your own research. Yeah. When I know for full and well, any research is going to go right over your head anyway. You don't understand that stuff. Cut that. I mean, cut the crap. Yeah.
0: Did you research made a decision, Her and plan? that's it. Yeah. All right. Hey, real quick, we're going to jump in and out here. Uh, last thing I want to go over, I want to go with power rankings. I've been doing this every week now on point five. I want you to tell me how, where I'm off, where I'm bad, and where I'm right. So
1: Okay. I'll start right.
0: college football. Um, we, li- I, we had a little bit of a shakeup in college football this past week. And uh, I number one, I mean, I, I'm going to go one down to five. Uh, we still have some undefeated teams in here. And I'm going to talk about a few of them because I think something interesting is going to happen. Uh, number one to me is Georgia. They are just uh, heads and tail, heads and shoulders above everybody else. Um, I think Georgia could beat Jacksonville Jaguars. Honestly, um, I think they could probably whoop Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, number two, I have Cincinnati. They keep winning. They keep winning big, and I just I'm the one that's banging the trash can for them to. If they win out, they should be in the playoff. Even though they're not in one of the major conferences, they keep winning. Um, They won another big game this week. I had them at two last week. I'm going to leave them at two. Mm -hmm. Number three, I brought Alabama up. I had Alabama last week at four. They lost two weeks ago um, to Texas A&M, but they're back. They certainly appear to be back. Nick Saban uh, reminded his guys are not invincible, but they damn sure played like it this past week. I think they're really, they're probably the second best team in the country. And I think that them and Georgia in the SEC championship game is going to be a de facto national championship game. It usually is. Number four and number five go together. This is going to surprise some people. These are not Big Ten teams. I didn't put any Big Ten team in my top 5 okay. None They're the undefeateds Michigan, Michigan State. Um, let's see, Penn State caught a loss already. Ohio State had an early season loss. Iowa just got beat. They just got whooped. I mean, I had them. They were number two in all the polls. Um, I put them in there as a as a thank you for coming at five last week, but I was proven once again <laughs> to be correct, and they were a fraud. Four and five, you can put them in whatever order you want. To me, are Oklahoma and Oklahoma State.
1: I knew you were going to say that, and, it, and it, it's 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 not as surprising as you might think.
0: I am I mean, gonna go a step further. I have Oklahoma currently four. They're, they threw up a big number this past week. Yeah. Oklahoma State played a tougher game. I really think both these two teams are going to win out until the Bedlam game. Yeah. And I think Oklahoma State's gonna beat Oklahoma. I don't think Oklahoma can stop a good team. I think mean, they give up way too many points. I think mean, they're gonna, I think if Oklahoma were to get into the, the playoffs. I think the same thing that happened to them in 2019 in the Peach Bowl is going to happen to them again this year. They're going to play an SEC team. It's just going to beat them like they stole something. I
1: I would love to. I'm going to, I'm going to wait because now I have to say you're going to have to have a conversation with Freeman.
0: Well, you know, it's funny because the last time this happened was 2019, and mm-hmm. the team that gave them that business was LSU when they were up 35-7 to at the end of the first quarter. so I I was there it was beautiful it was beautiful Um, LSU fans drank all the beer in the city I mean it was hotel out of beer the night before the game so famously there had to be beer brought to the LSU fans hotels it was great but I think Oklahoma State is really good I think Mike Gundy's got his best team
1: yeah, I think, I, think that, I see Oklahoma State as one of those teams that didn't really get the higher ranking early in the season, and they're earning it now. Yeah, they're they came on, they're coming on strong.
0: They're are beating everybody in front of them. It doesn't matter how they do it; they're just beating everybody in front of them. I think they're going to beat Oklahoma, and then you know, I think you'll see a rematch in the championship game, and we'll see what happens from there. But that was my top five. I have not put so Michigan has not lost. Michigan State has not lost. Um, the other Big Ten team without a loss is, oh, I'm forgetting now. It's not Ohio State. It's not. It is. Did you mention Cincy? I got to look it up now. This is bothering me. I should have been better than this. Nothing to do time by trying to look up something while you're on a podcast. No one can see you. <laughs> Just so stupid. Um, well, these teams, I mean, they're all in yeah. big t- They will have to but play. They each are, other. There this is, is one two I'm sorry. I was looking at its conference records. The two undefeated uh, teams of Michigan and Michigan State. Neither team has beaten a ranked team yet.
1: Yeah, that's give it. Yeah, these guys yeah. have to play each other. They got to finish their schedule. Yeah, the, the, as Steven, as I
0: always hear every week from the Stephen A., it, it's fluid. The, things change. Yeah. Well, the top of the four teams in the Big Ten East. This is Michigan State, Michigan, uh, Ohio State, and Penn State. These are the top four teams. Uh, they either have zero losses or one loss. Oh, one. Um, yeah. They are all in the top ten, but none of them have played each other yet.
1: Yeah, that's they that when that happens, and I, I'm not sure when that's going to happen. Starts when that next happens,
0: week, not not this weekend, but next weekend, Penn State will play Michigan State. Uh, you'll have the okay. Michigan Ohio State game is always the last game of the season. Right. Um, Ohio State still plays Penn State, so you still got a couple games in there that'll be interesting. But that's where yeah. they're at right now. So that was my thinking on why not to have those teams currently. I know some folks are like, "Oh my God, I can't believe you didn't put those teams up there," and you put a one-loss Alabama. Frankly, I think Ohio State's probably the best team of those. They just caught an early loss. Yeah, um,
1: and you know, that happens.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think Oregon's better than all those teams. So I mean, I think both Ole Miss and Kentucky are both better than all those teams. So yeah, I mean, aside from Ohio State, I think Ohio State's a good team. So
1: all right. I got no arguments on any of that.
0: All right, is, I don't follow up college that closely,
1: so. Okay. but knowing knowing you and knowing these teams and their reputations, I can't argue.
0: All right, so here we go, the NFL. Here's where I know you're going to have some shit from me.
1: Oh, I'm sure I will.
0: So I'm going to start at number one and work down because I've got this thing where there's like – there's four teams I think are better than everybody else. And then I okay. think there's like six that are a pack. So here's what I got. I got Arizona number one. Last week, going into last week, I had Buffalo at number one, even though they weren't undefeated. Um, they, it took a second L. I mean, they had a chance. I mean, if if they, if they get that last play at the goal line and Josh Allen's in, they're still number one on my rankings. Uh, even the close game in that game wouldn't have been something where I would be like, oh, my God, oh, my God. So I did drop them down a little bit, but number one, I have Arizona simply because they're unbeaten. And to be unbeaten this far is that's that's doing some work. So yeah, agreed. That's just kind of where I'm at there. They're
1: they're playing all the right ball. I mean, Kyler, we talked about you know we even talked about this uh, again. One point five. We talked about Arizona. We had to see something. They're yeah. showing it this year. They haven't really yeah. shown up. They are really showing yeah. this year right now, and I'm hoping they continue this the rest of the year because I love what they bring to the table as yeah. far as competitiveness. And just the versatility yeah. in their offense.
0: Yeah, and it, the fact that they beat the Rams head-to-head head once already helps them, too, Because now the Rams yeah. can't win the division. Uh, you can't leap over them. You um, can't leap over them, yeah. Yeah. I have Tampa, too.
1: I don't disagree with it. it it's still Tom. It's still Super Bowl defending. Yeah. They've yeah. got one loss, and they're doing everything right. Yeah. You know, despite, you know, they lost Gronk, and it's, it's hurting me in more than one league. Uh, they're still playing great ball. They're still playing top of the game. I don't see them. I don't see them slipping. I see them at least maintaining, if not improving, the rest of the year. No,
0: and they're they're in a division now where we can see where like the Panthers aren't as real as we thought they were. No nope. the Falcons are just straight, straight trash. And my New Orleans Saints, i look they had to buy this past. It means they couldn't lose. So um, <laughs> I, I I just don't know what but, the Saints are. The Saints are like Heller, he- he- Helen Keller. They're 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 either really, they look really good one week and they look really shitty the next. Yeah, and, and there's no, there's no mindset to what it is. It just kind of is what it is.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so that's and, where I'm at with those top two. At three, I got the Rams. I got the Rams at three. Okay. Uh, Rams are five and one. Their only losses to the Cardinals. It was not a good, good loss. They got beat up pretty good in that game. Yeah, I love the defense. I think they're the best defense in the league still. I think they have two of the best five defensive players in the league. And I think that offense is going to settle in some more. Matt Stafford's going to have some big plays. I I like the Rams, and it was tough. Three and four were kind of reversible for me. They could go either way. Four, I have the Bills. Top to bottom. That- I think that right now, that is a really good team. I mean it. These top four, they're all Super Bowl contenders.
1: Oh, of course, absolutely. And and I would, the only way I would say it's a, I would edge out the Bills over the Rams, is that I think the Bills have a better defense. I mean, the Bills are playing some of the best defense we've seen all year.
0: Well, they went up against it.
1: They actually, you know, it it is difficult to put a body
0: on Derrick Henry. Yeah, and I
1: think they've done the best job of it this year so Mm -hmm. far.
0: Well, I got the Rams ahead. I think they have the better defense, and I think that. But I think Buffalo has the better offense, and I think that Josh Allen is going to be an MVP. He's going to be sitting there at the MVP at the end of the season. It's it's MVP. debatable. I think I, I like I like to see
1: what I like the direction that the Rams offense is going. I like to see Stafford now starting to settle in, really get that game time rapport with all of his players, all of his receivers, and just kind of work that offense. I think you're going to see some. Not only are they good right now i think they will even get in better sync as the season continues i like what they're doing on offense i still think the bills have a better defense that's debatable uh those are two teams that are are really kind of starting to separate themselves from everyone else
0: the number five was tough because i think i got four teams here that i think could have been number five i'm taking the ravens right now okay Lamar Jackson's looked great. That team has been fantastic. They've won big games on big nights. We've seen them on Monday night. We've seen them on Sunday. He's not backing down. That team has got something. I'm convinced they've got something. Um, And I like what I see so far. But I'll tell you the next four that I think, at least the next three, that I think are in that same boat with them are the Packers. I like the Titans a lot, and they know what they've got in Derrick Henry. I love them. And I hate to give the devil his due, but I came really close to making the Dallas Cowboys number five. I, I, you know, I,
1: I it's, This is one of those where you can almost pick three or four different teams yeah. for number five, and Dallas is definitely worthy of that conversation. <laughs> yeah, You don't have to like it, but you do have to respect
0: it. Yeah, I. the only thing that's keeping them out of there, honestly, is that I don't like their coach. I just Mike McCartney luckily stayed out of his coordinator's way so far. And uh, the, best, the Cowboys the best have thing, yeah. out, and the Cowboys have figured out their their key to winning games is run football. If they're balanced and they run the ball as many times as they throw it, they're gonna win the game.
1: That it's one of those things where there's there's two things happening in Dallas that they that everyone has known and they've only just figured out. I think there's a third, and I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. The first is they need to run. They need to run. They need to run, period. They always needed to. It cannot be the Dak Prescott show all day long. It has never been that way to be a successful team. Dak can deliver. He is clutch. But if you're going to put all of it on him, he's going to crash. It's not fair to him. It's not fair to the team. They got to run. Two, they're just barely starting to play some defense. They're not great but they finally figured out we should probably give that defense a little attention. Yeah. So they're starting to do some things there. The third thing, I'll I'll take this back to Mike McCarthy. The best thing he can do is take his headset off and not show up on game day. (laughs) Honestly, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think anyone is praising Mike McCarthy for anything that's going right directly. Like he may, ancillarily be involved with the decision getting the right person or the right personnel but as a coach no one's given him the credit for that and I don't think any there's any reason to do so
0: yeah I I have just been um I I won't say shocked but I have been very surprised what we've seen from the Cowboys defense and uh they're they're playing some really incredible ball right now and I um, you know, everybody's talking about Trayvon Diggs and everything he's doing with the DB, leads the league in, in interceptions. Parsons. But Parsons. Michael Parsons is incredible. Michael Parsons, Parsons is in, is incredible. He is I well, exactly where I was going. He is an incredible football player. Yeah, He's going to be the best player on that franchise within a season or two. Uh,
1: yeah, absolutely. I, I I'll say this. Every time we start talking about Elite, defense, elite offenses. You talk about Buffalo. You talk about Tampa. You talk about Kansas City, which <laughs> I, am, I am enjoying this year right yeah. now watching KC sit at the bottom of the AFC yeah. I find uh, it very funny. But now, what do they talk about on... What do all analysts say? You've got to pressure these quarterbacks. Do not give them time in the pocket. Micah Parsons come on hey, this yeah. is literally the the playbook for defense to stop a, a high-powered offense is to get pressure on the quarterback do not give them time do not make them get comfortable in their pocket at all and that's what i think they're starting to finally
0: do yeah and parsons is leading that charge yeah well i i you know the the chiefs just had a big game they just had they just had a they just come up and really played well in this past week so I'm not burying. Uh, them yet. Who the did they play season. again? Who did the they play? The only game back. The only game back. They are. They're going to have to win a game against uh, the Chargers no, later no, in the season. No, no. I will not accept that. Who but, did they play again? They played Washington this past week. Okay, and and I believe oh. for the next three
1: weeks they have an incredibly soft here, season. Here's where I,
0: exactly where I was going. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. So, between now and Thanksgiving, we're going to know if the Chiefs are any good. Their next five games, they alternate. Here they go. They got the Tennessee Titans at Tennessee this week, a team that mm-hmm. I think is really, really good. They I agree. Play the, they play the Giants on Monday Night Football. Again, I think it's probably a W. And they have the Packers. It's a home game for the Chiefs. They'll need it. Then they go to Las Vegas. Again, I that's, that's going to be a Sunday Night Football game. And then we know it's all going with the Raiders. I thought we talked at length about that last week. I'm not even going to get into that stuff this week.
1: Yeah, let's not get into that.
0: But then – they play a Saturday afternoon game at home against the Cowboys.
1: Against the Cowboys, yeah.
0: Titans, Packers, Cowboys in three of the next five. Now, after that, it's all division games. They do have the Steelers the day after Christmas and the Bengals on the 2nd of January. Look out for the Bengals if they get their defense can play. Um
1: they are they're middle of the road. I'm well, sorry. I hate to say it. Well, here's where I'm at.
0: I've got the next three teams in the NFL. So I said, you know, six, seven, eight were Cowboys, Titans, Packers. My next three are Chargers, Chiefs, Bengals.
1: I have one thing. I have one thing to point out to anyone out there who's disagreeing with me saying they're the middle of the road. Who have they beaten and who have they lost? They're three and three. They've well, beaten the Bengals Browns, four and two. The Eagles. And the Washington team. Oh, you're talking about the the Chiefs.
0: I'm talking about the Chiefs. They lost to the Ravens, the Chargers, and the Bills. All good teams. Yeah, I think that, again, I don't think people will disagree with you on this. I think we're going to know. So, if they win three of the next five, they're still only six and five. Uh Uh-huh. You know, they've got to find a way to go four and one in that. They they're gonna beat the Giants. I don't know that anyone can go four and one through that fight. I really don't know. I mean, that's that's a I, lot they, to ask. If they're gonna if
1: they're gonna make contention, if they're even gonna make the playoffs, they need to come out of the neck. They need to yeah. to get some quality wins before Thanksgiving. So yeah. they in my eyes, they need a win against Titans. Yeah. They need a win against the Packers, and they need a win against the ray they need to go four and one if they lose to the cowboys ugh, man but that but right there i mean they're not going to win they they're not going to win six five or six straight they're no. going to have a couple of losses in here no. but who those losses are and what those look like that matters yeah. they lose to the cowboys they lose to the packers they got you know that's 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 exposing them they yeah. lose to the titans or the raiders mm-hmm. They may not make the playoffs. A
0: Week Seventeen Chiefs at Bengals game may decide the last playoff spot. No, I th- uh, oh, no, we have eighteen weeks. That's right. You have eighteen weeks. Yeah, Week seven Yeah, because the, their last
1: game's on the Bronx against the their Broncos. last game
0: the Broncos. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be. And again, I think <laughs> the thing that you can, I think you can kind of give the Chiefs. I'm not saying give them a pass, but I think that if you look around, you can go. I think the, the Browns get a little bit of this too. Um, you look around and go, okay, well, the rest of the division isn't very good. I mean, the Raiders are four and two, but they're really going through a lot of stuff right now. I don't suspect a six slope, weeks yeah. they're not going to be eight and four. Yeah, um, a the Broncos aren't gonna stay five hundred. They're just not that. that with be Teddy Bridgewater quarterback.
1: No, but the Chargers will win the division.
0: Right yeah, now. the Chargers I think will win the division. I think the Chargers are playing well. Four and two now. I, right. think, I think they I can think they can go four and two in the next six. So
1: it, it's one of those things where, uh, as soon as the Chiefs, were, I think, you know, they 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 had that second or second or third loss, you know, the numbers. It, let's just talk the percentages. I mean, through week five, they are three, they're two and three. Yeah. Those right. numbers, they have like a seventeen percent chance of making the playoffs. This isn't about them winning the division. This isn't oh, about them getting a first round bye. This is about them fighting for a wild card spot. Yeah. that's the reality they're yes. facing right Absolutely. now.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, they, they're going to have to get a lot of help if they're going to try to win a division. That ain't going to know,
1: yeah. and, and that's the, the thing you might want to start thinking about is if they don't make the playoffs, who's on the ax? Yeah.
0: yeah. So here's my last question here. We're going to do this. We'll wrap up on this one. We're now one-third of the season in. Everybody's played six games. Biggest surprise so far?
1: Biggest surprise for me? Uh, um, I, I would say there's two of them. Okay. Two. of them. one is that Kansas City is not as good as they should be. Okay? They really are playing they're playing terrible ball right now mm-hmm. in my opinion. For what they should be doing, they're the biggest disappointment. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other, I think Arizona at 6 and 0. I didn't yeah. think they would be this good and they are. Yeah. They are uh, legitimately 6 and 0. They've earned it. They are certainly showing up and I think they're getting the credit for it. I think they're getting the credit they deserve for how they have played this year. Okay. There's not a lot of other big surprises, and we can talk about how the Chargers are showing up more than they have. The Rams are showing up more than they have. And they're paying off for the changes they made in the offseason. But I think yeah. the, biggest, the two biggest things right now are Kansas City not playing well and Arizona playing very well.
0: Yeah. I, I think the only two stories that I was thinking was Dallas. I mean, Dallas is a lot better than I thought they were going to be. And, and and then the other one is Cincinnati Bengals are four and two. They don't have can, a good yeah, defense. They're four. Yeah, Burrow guy though. But no, they're four and two, and they could really easily be six and zero.
1: They, it's yeah. it's within the wheelhouse. If they're kicking, they're They're kicking. They'd be
0: think, six and zero right now.
1: Yeah,
0: I I don't they think they're playing. Game, they're they lost going. two games by six points. Both times the field kickers missed. The game against the Packers, he missed three field goals in the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, they're arguably one of the more improved teams. Yeah. Definitely. You know, they're, they're, not, they're not overperforming. They are performing.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's what you know, that's what you want to see out of a team that's not suddenly coming out of the gate running. No, no. They're coming out of the gate solid. Yeah. Like I, right. you could see them making a run at the playoffs and, and doing something at the later half of the season. All
0: right. The that, last that's, one I got for you. Mm-hmm. I, I said last one last time. Here we go. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a choice. The Texans, the Jaguars, or the Jets. Who's in the who's the best of those three teams? Jags. The Jags.
1: If you had to, if you had to, if I had to pick a, a team right now to get behind of those three, the Jags have my best vote of confidence amongst the worst. Wow. And I'll tell you, part of that is Trevor Lawrence, part of that is, is is really just where's the cohesion? The Houston's Houston's are have been a mess. They're not doing anything. They're not going to do anything. No one's counting on the Houston to do a damn thing. It's not that anybody's counting on, on the Jags or the Jets to do anything, yeah. but to me, they're the bottom of the barrel. They're the worst of the worst. The Jets and the Jags is an argument as to which one is is really the next worst. To so my eyes, I see the Jets being the next worst. I don't see them improving at all. Yeah. The Jags, maybe they rally, maybe they get a, they eke out a couple of wins here and there that they probably shouldn't.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but I, if you had to make, if I'm picking which is the best of the worst, I pick the Jags right now. I don't have any faith in the Jets. I don't have any faith in the in, in the Texans at all, at all.
0: All right. All right. Well, brother, I appreciate you coming in today. Appreciate you. We're going to let you go on that. And, uh, we'll look, we'll get you in here next couple of weeks. We're going to have a, uh, we're going to do some little special. I'll talk to you offline. I'm going to need a little help with here after we get done, but, uh, we're going to have a little special week next week on the, uh, both the regular podcast and the point five when we doing something kind of cool. So
1: I'm looking forward to it, man. It's always a pleasure. I like coming on here with you.
0: Yeah. So thank you for jumping in. I appreciate it. And, uh, I will chat with you real soon. Thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll talk to you next couple weeks. Yeah, have a great one. Thank you, bud. Hey, thanks again to Uncle Rico Ricardo Gerbellini, for joining us on the Coach Bono Show. Hey, uh, Tyler Jones was asking me about Coach about Uncle Rico. He says, uh, "Was he Uncle Rico before or after Napoleon Dynamite?" And I will give Uncle Rico credit. He was he was Uncle Rico before Napoleon Dynamite. So clearly that was a uh, So, off But, yeah, thanks, Ricardo, coming in. I appreciate you, man. You're always a lot of fun, and I love talking football with you. Uh, want to thank Tyler Jones, everybody at Studio Soapbox, for all you do behind the scenes. Thank you, guys. I appreciate everything. Uh, listen to the Jones Report on Thursdays. I was on yesterday. If you have not listened to it yet, get over there. We had a good time in my segment. And uh, something we're going to bring up next week is a little audience participation. Uh, most importantly, I want to thank you for this. Don't forget, rate us, review us, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you can get our podcast. We appreciate every five-star review. It does help us in so many ways. So thank you so much. Until next time, I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week on the Coach Bo Knows Podcast.